this coming few weeks, every Sunday, we're going to be walking together. We're going to be walking together discussing the issues of Jesus. We're going to be walking together sharing the words of Jesus. We're going to be walking together discovering, embracing, and rejoicing in the way God has given us to journey through our life. Oh, some of us break our toes because we're praying so hard. And I'm pointing at barbs. <laughs> some of us skip through it. Some of us run through it, and then we have to do it again walking. But we're all in this journey. Can you imagine that journey? Can you imagine that path? Can you imagine the experience of walking with God? Can you imagine the experience of living a life not alone ever? But knowing that Jesus is with us, knowing that we can talk to Him, and as we sang on Saturday, He walks with me and He talks with me, and He tells me I am His own, and the joy I, as we tarry there, none other will ever know. Amen? That is the journey which is that I'm inviting you this coming month as we do Lent together, as we learn from Jesus. You see, because Jesus came on a journey too. He was on a journey of, of peace. He was on a journey of, of confusion and, and distraction and chaos. His journey perhaps was too radical, and it took him straight to death. Oh, never saw it that way, huh? But you see, we even don't choose a life. We are given a life to walk. In the Old Testament, God is known, one of the many ways in which we get to learn God in the Old Testament is a God that creates roads and ways. We read in, in, in your worship guide in the first page, we read that Abraham was called by God. And notice the last sentence. Notice the last sentence. Look at your worship guide. Notice the last sentence. It's out of Hebrews. He stepped out what? By faith, right? And he did what? He went on a journey by faith. And look at the last sentence. He went without knowing where he was going. <laughs> How many of us do that this day? <laughs> okay, that's good. Somebody's mysterious and daring enough to say, yeah, I'm in this journey and I don't really know where I'm going, but I'm willing. Thank you, May. That's faith. Well, you know, I got in that airplane going to Seattle and I was hoping the pilot knew where he was going. But, you know, we don't trust that. We don't trust that. So each one of us in the airplane had our own little map where the satellite was telling us that the plane wasn't the right route, right? We don't trust that. You, you travel. <laughs> you know that game. We even know whether the plane's going the right route or not because we don't trust them people. But Abraham went without knowing where he was going.
Moses was also one of those individuals that the Lord showed him routes and showed him ways. Actually, it tells us in the book of Exodus that the people walked through dry water, I mean, through dry land as God opened the seas, the sea of reeds. God makes ways. Jeremiah, Nehemiah, all of them, Isaiah speaks about God will make a way where there seems to be no way, which is one of our texts for the season. But Jesus came to this earth, and He wasn't aimlessly wandering around, like some people say, that He was an aimless wandering preacher, by no means. In His baptism, we know that the Father who sent Him says, this is my Son in whom I'm very well pleased. Some of the gospel writers even tell us that Jesus came to save that which was lost. So Jesus' journey was not aimless or purposeless. It was a mission. It had a purpose. I don't know if he knew every step of the way. Maybe he did. You see? In, in, in Luke, we, we find Jesus telling Zacchaeus, that the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost. So there are people who are lost, who are wandering, who are confused, who are distracted, who are spiritually blind, and they just don't get it. One day, just before the time had come up for Jesus to be taken up to heaven, Jesus took his face, as the original says, he took his face, and he faced it towards Jerusalem without even thinking about it twice. The word says resolutely, confidently, assured, and that is where we are today. That's where we begin our journey today. As Jesus takes his decision to go to Jerusalem, and guess what? This would be the last time that he would go to the Jerusalem because this would be the last time that he would be alive. He knew it, and he ran the other way. No, that's not what Scripture tells us. Let me read it again. Luke 9, verse 51, it says, as the time drew near for him to ascend to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out to Jerusalem. You see, the Son of Man is willing to do a journey on behalf of others. The Son of God is willing to embark in this journey for others. So my argument this morning is the following. Can we see our lives as a random, aimless series of events do we see our lives that way? Or can we discover, can we embrace, can we rejoice in the journey with Jesus that God has given us? It's a gift. It could be an adventure or a frightening nightmare experience. It could be a glorious journey or an odyssey. It could be an expedition, a quest, or a pilgrimage, or a wandering vagabondage, or despairing roaming. An aimless life 
experience, our journey with meaning, memorable, full of faith, adventure, and growth. I invite you. You choose. Aimless wandering? Or a way of wonderment with Jesus? Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Can we pray that together this morning? Can we pray that prayer together this morning? Really meaning it in our hearts. Really asking God to to do in our lives what we're asking. Let us say it together. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Simple. Let's do it again. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Amen. Jesus took this way, and it took him, as we read in our prayers this morning, it took him to Golgotha, it took him to many different places. Amazingly, in Jesus' uh, uh, wondering, wondering with oh experience, as the text says that we didn't read, <laughs> he left after his baptism, he went into the desert filled with the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit. So Jesus entered a journey that he was filled with the Spirit. He was empowered by the Spirit. A journey of wonder, a journey of transformation, a journey of radical statements, a journey of change and justice. And one night, after he had resolutely set his path to Jerusalem. He is with his disciples having the feast of Passover. The disciples were having a good time. The disciples did not know. A couple of them had a hint, but you know, when, when you're told bad news, we love to deny them, right? So, so okay, they experienced that too. But Jesus, in the middle of the feast, after giving thanks to God, his Father, he takes the bread and he breaks it. He calls the attention of his disciples by strange words. These were not the words of the, of the ceremony that he was doing in the Jewish tradition. And he says, this is my body. Huh? So everybody look because that was not common. This is my body that is broken for you. And he told his disciples, eat from it. And he gave it to them. And they ate from the bread. After finishing, he again gives thanks to God. And he tells his disciples as he pours the third cup of the festivity of Passover. And he says, this is my blood. Again, words that were not supposed to be spoken at that time. So he catches the attention. And Jesus tells his disciples, this is the cup that represents my blood. The blood that is poured for the remission, the elimination, the erasement of all sins. 
And then he looks at his disciples, and I don't know if he was smiling or, or what emotions Jesus was feeling at that moment, but he said, every time you get together and, and you take the bread and you eat the bread and you drink of the cup, you remember my death. Again, strange words. But also remember that I will be back for you. Again, also strange words for them. They're not strange for us because they are, we are accustomed to listen to them as the rituals of instituting of the table. So these are the gifts of God for God's people. And we thank God for that gift. Let us pray. We thank you, O Lord, that you allow us and you call us to be at table. We thank you that you invite each one of us who love you, who have been baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to be here at your table. And we thank you for that invitation. We accept it and we thank you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.